Welcome back to the Superhero Shonen Punch podcast. Almost forgot the name of the title. It's called Superhero Shonen Punch. We're back. You can't stop us. Who who watches no. the Shonen Punchers? Uh, I asked Ben. You. That's true. That's, and I think that's it. But be, yes. we're happy to have you here. We're happy to have you here. <laughs> be be have your your worries relieved that Ben is there to take us out if we ever become too powerful. So, mm. and he could at least me. It's true. Yeah. Put some no, that's not. Put some Nutella in the mix. And he can take me out too. <laughs> I always almost forget about that. Nobody else gets to know, but mm-hmm. it's a funny story. It's true. Uh, so the holidays happen. Uh huh. They're great. It was good. Um, I got this sick mic that just picked up my sipping of coffee. You probably heard that mm. wonderful gurgle. Can Can you give me that gurgle again? Just one more time. Hmm. Mm, uh, I can hear some, it at all, but I'm no. sure it would sound great if I could hear it. It's some good old fashioned, uh, what's it called? Uh, Costco pre ground coffee, baby. Mm. Commonly called Joe. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with any of your friends that are also named Joe. It's true. And I had three cups of coffee this morning, so I'm wired. I'm ready to go, I'm, baby. I'm finishing my first. And then mm. I came prepared with my second. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's perfect for you. I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, if you're ready to go, I'm ready to dive in. Let's do it. Uh, we read Watchmen. Watchmen. Uh, this is probably like my 10th read of Watchmen. Really? I, I, I think I've read Watchmen more than any other graphic novel Love it. One of my favorites, if not my favorite. I don't think it is my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's up there. But if I if I remember correctly, this is the first time you have ever read Watchmen, right? Yes. I okay. I forget what year the, the movie came out, but I saw the movie and it was interesting and, and I was fun. Like definitely different than any of the other superhero movies that came out at the time, which like kind of echoes this comic for like when it came out, I guess you could say like changing things up. Um, yeah, it, it was, I, I could see how you've read it that many times. Like there's so much in it that I feel like I either missed or need to chew on again to see like how it relates. Just even like the, the pacing of which like, Switching between characters, kind of going, not back in time, but like, I'm going to adjust myself again. There we go. Uh, not going back in time, but like, seeing things from somebody else's perspective, going through some of the same events and stuff like that. But it's just kind of a head explosion from the beginning. Yeah. They, they really just throw you right into the thick of it with, uh, with some, some, driving plot hooks that'll be throughout the entire story they just i mean page two mm-hmm. it's like you're in it here you go uh it's gonna be a crazy ride mm-hmm. I, I guess yeah. can we do a little spoiler free like plot setting yes i think that's a good idea okay 
I'll start, and you may have to come in to do it justice. No worries. <laughs> You're watching this watch, Shonen Puncher. Um, <laughs> it's like the... Is it in the... It's set in the 60s. Yep, yep. set yep. in the 60s. It's like alternative yep. history sort of deal. Yes. Basically, instead of like the normal history, in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, like... 40s, 50s, superheroes come on the scene and start cleaning up crime and beating up the bad guys, kind of like your golden age comics. Like, I would say like that, right? Like, it kind of feels like those superheroes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's supposed to it's supposed to reflect those like golden age, silver age superhero archetypes. Very clean cut, very... Hey Jim, why didn't you come down to the speakeasy? Not speakeasy. I don't know. <laughs> that fell flat. Um, <laughs> I liked it, but no, the, the heroes are are vi- that like classic, iconic, clean cut. Mm-hmm. We solve the crimes. No. See you next time, Sheriff. Jay Walker's never exactly. never come here again. <laughs> yeah, or we'll throw you in jail again, you right. egghead. Mm-hmm. So very, very like over the top, like good triumphs over evil all the time. Evil only needs a punch to the chin to either be vanquished or reformed. Um, But that's not where our story starts. Our story starts in like the late 60s and the world's kind of gone to crap. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it's so. The story jumps around a mm-hmm. lot. So, yeah, as far as timeline, it it's gonna go from like like the forties, fifties through like the sixties, seventies, eighties, because there's like these different timeline stuff going on. But yeah, we pick up somewhere in there where yeah, the the war it's it's dark, it's mm-hmm. brooding, uh, and there's you're, been you're, a murder. There's been a murder. Uh, one of these these classic heroes uh, has been murdered, the comedian. Um, and this is, I will highlight the movie here. That was like the best scene in the entire movie is the opening scene where the comedian gets murdered. Uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like so perfect to match uh, the, the vibe of the comic. Um, but yeah, so the comedian gets murdered, and it, it's basically the mystery of why, what's behind this, that the comic proposes to unravel. It's like, we're, we're going to investigate and learn why the comedian was murdered. And the people investigating it, you have you have Rorschach, who is this, this anti-hero hero, uh, um, who now is like, that's turned into its own superhero archetype, but... At this point in time, that was not like a common archetype in superheroes. Um, yeah, so Rorschach is basically like, what's going on? I'm going to figure out. There's something going on behind the scenes. And he gets the whole gang together. Mm-hmm. And is like, let's let's go solve this problem. Let's figure out what's going on. And he seems put together. Like, he, he feels like a classic, like, film noir dragnet dude. Like, I'm walking my beat. The, the world is is crappy but i'm i'm one of the only 
forms of justice left and somebody's trying to kill superheroes. So he, like you said, goes yep. to the different heroes who I think at this point you start to see most of them are out of the heroing business. Um, yep. There's been like a, a law put in place, right? That you can't be doing vigilante heroism, hero- heroism unless it's like, I mean, unless it's government sanctioned, so it's not vigilante. Um, and through like Rorschach's eyes, you see these different people who are either, some of them still working on it, or some of them have kind of moved on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like goes around and warns these people, and yeah, there's someone killing heroes. And they're like, oh, Rorschach, you're just like, that guy was a <clears throat> jerk. <laughs> no one liked him. He probably yep. had plenty of enemies. But... Yeah, I. It's so interesting from looking back at the start with how much they peel back about who Rorschach is later. Like, yeah, that's cool. It is. Uh, the yeah, the the character development of Rorschach is super exciting and fun. I I think without without uh, the way they did Rorschach that Watchmen wouldn't have landed. Um, Cause like, especially with Rorschach. So one of the predominant themes throughout the book is um, like who defines morality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's just a comic book, but that's really like the driving question that they're asking through a lot of this book is who defines morality? Why is it defined the way it is? Is it cultural? Is it personal? Mm-hmm. And what happens with, Let's say superheroes, for example, because the the whole the whole book just kind of peels back the you know the archetype of superheroes and takes a, a different perspective, a different look at it. And uh, it's Rorschach saying, "Well, if they're sanctioned by the government, uh, what are they agreeing to do? If they're not sanctioned by the government, what standards should they be held to?" And it's like asking all these interesting questions. They're a lot of fun. But that's like a driving beat, and Rorschach is the character that uh pushes that point to the end uh and then we have this crazy finale that we'll get into in the spoiler part Mm -hmm. uh but rorschach i think is the driving force and i mean it's it's like the character of watchmen is you know you got you got rorschach is the one i think that most people find incredibly compelling there's night owl as well that's very compelling there's Silk Scepter, who also very compelling, but I think Rorschach is the one who you're like, I want to see what happens with this guy. I'm interested in the arc and and what's happening uh, in his world, in his life, and where he came from is so interesting to then see what he turns into, what mm-hmm. he does. Yes. Yeah. I, ho- I will say, first impressions, as I was getting into it, it felt like it was one that I was going to read once and and be done with because it's so intense um like it 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 doesn't pull any punches (laughs) um but i don't know like the the more you get into it and see the the questions it is raising it there's a lot to chew on and i don't know it like it's not just that dark and gritty for no reason even though the whole series is pretty nihilistic it feels like <laughs> like mm-hmm. nihilistic irony <laughs> throughout almost the whole thing mm-hmm. um but yeah i 
I do think I may go back to it. It'll be a little while, <laughs> but I, I don't think I dove into as much of like, like, I guess getting into some of the artwork and like the decisions, it's cool. Like in between this, the, the comics, there's, um, the guy made like, what do you call it? Like set pieces almost that it feels like of like documents that you can read or newspaper headlines that flesh things out. Yep. I don't think I dove into those as much as I could because mm-hmm. there's a lot there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, it feels like one, like you going back to it eight to 10 times. I think there's plenty there, like after a break to just dive back in and see more connections that you didn't see before. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. And it's it's fun. I did the whole superhero comic thing for so long uh, that it's really fun to fall into, you know, all these all these superhero comics and their storylines and just be caught up with them and then take a break and go to Watchmen. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually such stark uh, contrast. Um but then also the influence of Watchmen on modern day comics is massive. I, I mean, bet. this 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 comic has, in a lot of ways, redefined what uh, comics thought they could do. Like, uh, okay, a a an easy example, just in how uh, Dave Gibbons illustrated and laid out the comic. Right, so we have we have uh, nine grid panels. That's that that is like Watchmen's influence on comic. The the three 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 playing out across two pages. Uh, that's Dave Gibbons flexing what he what he could do. Where there's a still shot, right? And in one panel, somebody walks in. Next panel, exact same still frame that is illustrated, but the person's moved a little further, right? Mm-hmm. Giving you that motion in comics. Uh, the color work. Uh, uh, John Higgins is the colorist for this. Color in comics is, I think, oftentimes used very successfully to like manipulate toward emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. And then in this, I mean, and you're right, you're describing this gritty, nihilistic, dark, brooding comic. They they used pink and neon colors, like every other page. You turn the page and it's like this bright neon color that doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit. And they, they don't do that well in a lot of comics. Like, uh, there's a comic came out, Witches. Um, really cool story idea. It's, it's about witches in the woods. It's fun. Uh, but the color work, man, uh, it, they, they couldn't do what Watchmen did in that way. They couldn't have neon colors in that. Uh, the American Gods comic books. Uh, they have vibrant colors, but they couldn't do what Watchmen did. But people want to, right? It's it's clearly like the influence is Watchmen, where they're like, we we want the dark brooding tone, or we want the happy vib- you know vibrant tone. But how do you how do you still keep that tone without just leaning on the art? And it's the combination of Alan Moore's writing, David Gibbons, uh pencil work and illustrations inking and then john higgins color work that combination is so powerful they did like such a good job 
Small confession. <laughs> the version I read was in black and white. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's in I, oh, we can time no. we can time this out because I can just not talk about that. No, this is staying in. Uh, you have to leave this in. Cause I oh man, <laughs> so were you reading like a like an artist edition or like a the, a noir edition or something? I I don't know. Like I mean, I can. Well, oh no, I got a bit of a different uh, take on this. <laughs> Wait, so do you see the? Do you looking at that now? You can just like scroll. Mm-hmm. Do you see the color work? Oh yeah, I I mean, seeing what they were actually trying to do, it's really cool. <laughs> Like you said, like the, it's almost garish in some ways, but doesn't cross that line. I don't know. There's, it, it's really cool. It is. <laughs> now I need to read it again sooner than later. You can honestly, you can just look at the, you can look through, see some. It is, it is just powerful stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it, people have tried to, they have tried to make that happen again and again and again in comics. Um, in Watchmen, they just they did it best. They mm-hmm. did it first. They did it best. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I could say that even without the color, the story holds up. The story does hold up, but it does seem like it adds a lot. Like even just looking through that cursory. <laughs> it's funny though. Um, I, I do want to ask uh, a question for you about the art because I think uh, I think Watchmen it it does a great job of building a world mm-hmm. not just in the story that it's telling and the context that it gives you of the history of ju- not just the world but the characters especially mm-hmm. but I think it also does a crazy good job of building the world in the artwork. Um, what did you think of that yeah i I mean so even before the artwork just they go through different um like like we were saying they do people's different people's perspectives Mm -hmm. um one of the ones that i felt was kind of cool is so they they go through the different superheroes you see like backstory you you kind of see how their life has played out up until that point but they also check in with this local newspaper stand guy um, and he's discussing the current events and oddly enough, while there's a kid next to him reading like a random pirate narrative, like mm-hmm. comic book. Um, but you just, you see like what is happening in the world through their eyes and like what the, the, that city is like, cause there's like yep. graffiti and different things and it just, paints more toward what's happening in the world. You don't just see it through like the hero's eyes, like when they walk into the bar and like rough up some bad guys for information, like you actually see what the normal people see or like what some of those bad guys may be interacting with. But mm-hmm. on the art end, he does a really good job at making, I don't know, like, you see how gritty the city is. <laughs> I don't know. I it how better to say it, but like it 
there's a lot of weight, like I guess being that it was black and white in my read through, <laughs> but really heavy line weight at times. Um, there's shadows and, and, and I don't know how to like, yeah, I, I don't know how to say that well, but like, does that follow what you're thinking? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, especially when you were talking about the city, mm-hmm. like there's such a, an emphasis on exploring beyond the focal point. Um, you can't open Watchmen and look at a panel without also being able to say, oh, look at that thing in the background. Oh, look at how he drew that back there. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a a segment of Watchmen where one of the characters is he's on Mars and he's got a photo of him with someone else, and he like drops that photo or walks away from the photo. I don't remember exactly how it plays mm-hmm. out. Uh, and there's a series of panels where you watch the you know the 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 picture is oh hi Kyle oh hello hi baby. Uh, the picture gets farther and farther away. Um, uh, or is it closer and closer? In the con- I don't remember b- which way it goes. But there, there, you know, his his ability to do out of focus details or out of focus things that will be important to the story or are just important to the context of the world that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, when uh, Rorschach visits Night Owl in his in his home, goes to his home. Uh, you can see the things that Night Owl has in his house. You can see that he likes books and reads books. You can see the style of his house, like what his his household looks like. And that is just not something that people, especially now in comics, do. Uh, that It was just so much farther than what needed to happen. Mm. Um, and that built the world for me. I was like, I can live in this because every time I go back to it, there's so much more for me to just immerse myself in. Um, it is very immersive artwork. Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to shut the door Okay. and Dave, you're going to have to clip this out or blur or something because I don't have any pants on. Oh no. So I'll be back. (laughs) triple zoom hey triple zoom (laughs) triple zoom 4x 5x zoom that's right (laughs) um i'd like to say how funny would it have been if i stood up and i didn't have underwear on and you see my ass go over there that's our patreon uh our highest there we go (laughs) I will say in solidarity for for I don't think I'm ruining anything, but um, genetically engineered super monsters. I uh, wore this today <laughs> in solidarity. Nice, love it. Because some were harmed in the making of this uh, comic book. And Absolutely, I, they were. And I won't stand for it. I will. No, I won't. we're done. I, I I didn't I didn't agree with it, but it was a cool it was a great story beat. Um, so Watchmen, uh, I would say the more you read comics, especially like 
classic superhero comics, the more fun Watchmen can be to go back and revisit. I can because it does take a look at comics. Yes, and I I could see how fresh this would be, like just even in a little bit of like skimming I've done of some old ones where it's fun, but the the old ones are very much like. Oh, the Green Lantern, not the Green Lantern, the Green Goblin, he's he's attacking the city with grenades, and then they just go up and punch him, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's more to it, usually, but it's usually just that level in a lot of ways, and yeah. and with it developing and what, like, it was, a lot of them were for kids, I would say, back then, and I, I don't know, I I get where the comics started and the time like in the 50s people just wanting things to be right and wrong and like yep. needing stuff like that to attach to and then i can see this came out in the 80s right yeah i can see things transitioning both in like our world and then wanting to transition that in this medium like how yeah. cool it would have been to see that happen. Yeah. So. Man, I need to get like yeah. an auto setting. I. Yeah, you do. We need more su- subscribers uh, so I can. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head, especially with like the, oh, you know, the your example of, oh, the Green Goblin throwing grenades, let's go punch him in the face. Like comic books had been very good guy versus bad guy. That's what they evolved into. Um, which ironically, when the Batman comics started, they were much darker than what they, Batman comics started fairly dark for comic books at the time when they first started coming out. Uh, and then they got lighter and lighter and lighter, more kid friendly, more kid friendly. And now, uh, it's this weird mix where there's a lot of really, really dark rooting. Ooh, that's Batman. And then really kid friendly, you know, Batman adventure. It's, it's, it's interesting seeing how that's gone. But hmm. when Watchmen came out, the, the trend of comics was, hey, good guys are good. Bad guys are bad. Good guys punch bad guys in the mouth. Um, and that was also, I mean, if we, it, 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 clearly the book is trying to make us also reflect on history mm. uh, and giving us this this alternative history that they have. Um, they're clearly trying to also imply things there, right? I'm not going to draw all the conclusions because mine may be incorrect to how some people would interpret that, right? But uh, I think it is really interesting looking at the context of like, oh, the you know what i see as oh these are the good guys these are the bad guys in the comics like no 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 like l- look at how gray this all mm-hmm. is look at how even the bad guys in the comic like they have this weird motive that's maybe good question mark and maybe the guy that's good does something that you go oh, that was like disturbingly mm-hmm. bad um and i think the best portrayal of that in the entire comic is the comedian like, he's the one who they go, look at the bad things he's done. Not only now look at how his death is bringing these these good questions, these good things to pursue and ask and, and whatever. But also, major spoiler. Major spoiler. The comedian, we know, committed acts of sexual assault. And we know also 
is the father of one of our main characters. Mm-hmm. She's left like reeling and wrestling from that. Like how this is a good person. We don't know all of the circumstances that she came from, right? But there's clearly implied questions around, like, what was that? And her mom is basically like, it's complicated. Like, there were bad things, there were good things, it's complicated. And that's such a a challenging point to make in comics, Mm -hmm. where comics up until that point didn't allow gray room like that. They didn't allow space to go... It's complicated. Mm-hmm. The good guy does bad things, and the bad guy might have good motives. People are and this people. one is like very clearly, it's gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it doesn't try to tackle the answer of like what is right and wrong. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. people are people. Everyone, no one's perfect. I mean, like it's not it. It's not a no one's perfect. We're all okay type of thing. It's a don't over. Uh, both over romanticized, but don't put people on a pedestal and expect them to like always fulfill that or don't always trust that they're going to maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I mean the, the comic very much. I, okay. What a timeless story mm-hmm. because I read this and Ozymandias, I go, who's like the modern day Ozymandias that has, like, infinite wealth and power and could, like... I go, there are there are people that are alive now that I go, they feel like the... They feel like they could be Ozymandias, right? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy to me. That this is 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we're thinking of specific people. You know, this is, like, they're making statements on the current culture... And it's still a story that's interesting to use to like look through at our culture and the the world right now. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um. Okay. Uh, Is this spoiler time? I think so. Here, let me let me look at my notes real quick. See if there's anything I I missed in turn as far as things I want to. Um Okay. No, I think I'm I think I'm ready for spoilers. Cool. Cuz I I think it'll be fun to talk through basically each character. Um mm, I do like that. So I know that the that pirate novel the pirate comic mm-hmm. is supposed to kind of I call it, like kind of mirror some of what's happening when like both in like the very specific thing but like also what the the heroes are going through and they're trying to figure out mm-hmm. explain because <laughs> I, I don't think I dove into it enough to really get what they were trying to do with it but it was yep. such a cool tangent during all of that okay so the pirate storyline. Yes. I'm going to start by saying I think it's like the weakest part of Watchmen. I think that's fair. It's not my favorite. Uh, it it summarizes parts of Watchmen, but in a different context and at a different speed. Um, so basically, 
and I, I had to look at the summary for this because I I brush over it now. I don't I don't How always dare you. read that. I know. Uh dude's family is killed by pirates, and then he's stranded on an island and he's willing to do anything to stop the pirates from killing his family. Mm-hmm. It's like the um do the ends justify the means? Or is it the utility of my actions? Like that question in this story too. Um yeah, but I think it's just a a retelling of parts of the story in a different context. Um, that's what I what I see that as. I think that yeah, I think that covers it. And and it's interesting just as flavor in between what you're doing, but it it can be kind of jarring where you're like you're into the story and everything, and then it's like, are pirates? Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, we're into spoilers now for those. We are, we are into spoilers. Um, who do we talk about first? Who do you want to talk about? I mean, the, the low hanging fruit is Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. and Rorschach followed by Ozymandias. Those, those are the, those are the easiest ones I think to talk about. Maybe we get the, the little bit more tertiary people out of the way then. Yeah, okay. Okay, lay me up. Who you got? So, Mr. Owl Bat, man. Yes, Night Owl. Night Owl. Yeah. He's a genius, but maybe a lesser genius than the other geniuses in this uh-huh. story. Mechanical mechanical whiz. Yep. Um, He took over after one of the other Night Owl, like the other Night Owl retired. Yep. Yeah. Um, and seem to be one of the few mainstays still fighting crime for a while with Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Rorschach. Um, but like, seems to be later middle aged, getting getting his beer belly and all that stuff. Um, yep. And living like comfortably, maybe for now. Yeah, he seems he seems fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I I he's my favorite in terms of like the questions about superheroes, even more so than Rorschach. Because basically he's like, No, no, I'm in retirement, Rorschach, this is nonsense. Go away. Kinda. <laughs> but mm-hmm. actually, maybe let's talk. Mm-hmm. And you learn really quickly that he's he's very I do the right thing for the right reason sort of guy. And then quickly you learn like, oh, he misses the excitement mm-hmm. of being a hero yeah. to the point where they they lean into that so hard. Like he's here for the thrill. He's mm-hmm. here for the excitement to the point where he, ha- he cannot find arousal until... He is back fighting crime. And yep. they have this absolutely absurdist scene where he and another superhero, who I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, uh, do some crime fighting. They do some crime fighting and then get down, dirty, sweaty, nasty in the sheets of a plane, an aeroplane that has an owl face on it. And... He's he's back at it, boys. And he's he's on the horse again, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
and they do some quite interesting abstract visual storytelling. There's a flamethrower on the front. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think uh, I think funny, uh, yeah. it's it's he's he's a very uh, conflicted character, um, but as the reader, they make it pretty abundantly clear that his motives are while he may he may say and think to himself that his motives are pure and good uh there's also those those interesting behind the scenes motives of like he is in reality like a big part of it is the thrill is doing that thing Mm -hmm. um which i think is a is a fun question to ask about superheroes it was interesting too i didn't real i mean i knew that he was batman type of archetype like Mm -hmm. he seems to be using gadgets and things to to fight crime and stuff but i don't think i realized till toward the end that the only person with actual super powers (laughs) is dr manhattan yeah and that just even makes it more interesting because it's just these people that are either very smart but like trained hard and they do only punch (laughs) it's yeah i don't know it was interesting later on like because they don't focus a lot on the powers for the most part anyway like if if they don't that's not the story but i thought that was interesting um yeah and i i don't know if i saw quite yeah i like I'm gonna say Mr. Owl. Uh, is it Owl Man? I need the characters. Night Owl. Night Owl. Sorry. I mm. like Owl Man more. So Owl Man. Mr. Owl. How many licks? Um, Crunch. Yes. But kind of him getting dragged back in because he misses it is is funny and cool, and I don't think I quite picked up on that the way that way. Um. Okay, who you got? Who you got next? Um, let's see here. I'm second guessing and thinking we need to like go through the story first now, but I but we're already started. I mean, <laughs> people can read it. Go read it. That's if right. you, we can we can do some summaries, but mm-hmm. go is, read this it. This is our take. It's worth it. Yes, you have Sally Jupiter. That's the, the, right, yeah. It's the mom, right? The mom, and then Lori Jupiter is the, the daughter? Yep. So Lori Jupiter, interesting character. She's the daughter of a superhero, and very quickly you realize that she didn't mind the superheroing, but feels like it was forced on her, because her mom yep. just kind of was like, go train, go mm-hmm. go lift and go fight crime. Because I loved it. And I think she questions that through the whole time. She has a relationship with the Atomic Man, Dr. Manhattan. Um, That was... It was interesting that they view Dr. Manhattan as basically a, like, walking nuke. (laughs) Because he can do basically anything. And she is, like, the only thing keeping him in check so like they actually don't they pay her basically just to just be with him yeah more like, or less 
Don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but an interesting character because she's, like you said earlier, she finds out through the story that her mom's attempted rapist ends up being her dad and fighting and dealing with that and figuring that out. Um, I it's hard to not talk about like Dr. Manhattan's story with her. Cause yeah, it's very yes. entangled. But, so one interesting thing mm-hmm. back to night owl is how night owl, he, he pursued the role of night owl to inherit it sort of deal. He took the mantle. He, he looked up to superheroes, yada, mm-hmm. yada. He came in cause he wanted to, uh, and then we have we have someone else here who was was brought into it, not not forced, but implied that her mother was basically like, "You need to do this just like I did," sort of deal, like you were mentioning. Um, I just think it's interesting that they ended up finding a relationship. They they ended up mm-hmm. uh, having a relationship, and and that's a big part of the of the story as well, but it's, it's interesting how each of them came into the world of superheroes and then how each of them look at other superheroes and their response to other superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, even though they're, they're pretty similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I just, I just think that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yep. Um, We have to come back to her with Dr. Manhattan because there's some big, big old beats there. Um, big old beats. Big old beats. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think through her and her mom, I, it was, it was a kind of cool, like it, this whole comic does a lot of like, like we said, looking back at like the old comic books um, and not I don't know if like critiquing, but like trying to pull them down to a <clears throat> human level. Yep. And that was cool looking through like the flashbacks to her mom's life where you see like these people that are supposed to be that like high level, um, super good, like always busting, busting evil. But you start to see the cracks and see things underneath mm-hmm. where like the attempted like sexual uh, assault like those types of things seeing like the relationships between those superheroes falling apart some and like uh, the comedian kind of throwing a wrench in it just saying like you guys are getting focused on these things but the world just sucks like I don't know it yep that was a really interesting part of the whole story to me was just kind of that slow refocusing I guess yeah I do agree I think I should have taken notes to keep my brain more in line here you're good I think that made sense too I like that okay cool yeah there's a there's a big shift but it all yeah Okay, uh, who else you got, Dave? Who do I got? Um, who did Justin? No. Um, huh? 
Okay, so actually, now that you mention it, uh, Dave, did you see there yes. was a series called Before Watchmen? I didn't look closely, but I saw that there was uh, prequels and sequels, possibly. Yep. Yeah. I have not. So, Before Watchmen goes into the early Watchmen. Cool. Uh, that we we are introduced to and learn some about, and it it it's a it's stories about them before and Rorschach and and some others, but it, primarily it's the OG group that is in Watchmen, um, and kind of paints more of a picture for them. Is it as it dark? Was, yes, yeah. it's very dark. Oh, uh, it was very disappointing. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> Incredibly disappointing because also a a big part of the. Uh, a big perk of Watchmen that they do well is being ambiguous about some characters mm. um, and their backgrounds and what really happened and why they're the way they are. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of just like before Watchmen kind of tried to explain a lot of things that uh, didn't help more than their specific siloed story. So the story for some of those characters was really fun in the before Watchmen, but it wasn't fun to carry into Watchmen. Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. That's disappointing though. Yeah, it was. <sighs> I have them all. Yeah. I bought every issue. They came out and I read them all and I went, I didn't like that. Oh, and then I bought the first three issues of the, the follow-up series, Doomsday Clock. And I stopped buying it because I was like, I already made this mistake. This oh, is no. not fun. That's this is garbage, is I it, said. Is it the same author and everything? No. Oh, okay. No, Alan Moore, Alan Moore, who wrote Watchmen, there were legal issues after he wrote Watchmen with DC that he had. Uh, so already sour taste in his mouth, yada, yada. Alan Moore is very, I wrote something with a beginning, middle, end. Don't touch it. Don't do anything. Mm. Like, he didn't help with the movies. He doesn't do any prequel, sequel stuff. He is like, I did it. It's done. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the artist, though, Dave Gibbons for, for Watchmen, he has helped with or or commented on other things at least so like the the doomsday clock uh story he at least was like hey i hope it does well i know their vision is to honor what we did so that's sick and he was he was pretty cool with it alan moore is very like if you touch my stuff (laughs) we're not cool so he and and it's a bummer because jim lee was over uh dc publishing um and Jim Lee, I'm I'm sure, uh, would have wanted Alan Moore on the project to to consult or help mm-hmm. in any ways. And it's like, man, it's hard to see Alan Moore angry about things. And he's like, oh, they, you know, they're ruining my work, sort of deal. Mm. But it's like, well, then help him. Yeah. Clearly, everybody is like, Alan Moore wrote this really crazy cool thing. The DC wants Alan Moore. Help him. Be like, okay, here's what I do not want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Help them. Especially that it's not like a self-published thing or something. Yeah. Because I get his perspective, but it was published under the, like, they 
own it or however that works they have the right to keep going so like you said yeah like help make it better <laughs> i don't know yep yeah yeah or and I, I mean it sucks but like or you get a contract at the start that says you can't do anything else with these these works yeah. but that's one of the crazy things okay so here's another history piece about Watchmen: the heroes that are in it uh they they did not start with Watchmen. DC Comics bought the the licensing and the rights from Charlotte. Um, I think it's Char Charlotte. It's Charlotte or something like that. Mm -hmm. Comics. It's an old publisher, and they actually went out of business after this this all happened. They, really? they closed their doors. Uh, but the the heroes that you see in Watchmen, a decent number of them. They were created by this other comic publisher. And then they were bought specifically for use in other areas. And they were used in Watchmen. So it's even this like like kick in the gut to the people that created those. Here's very purposeful, very intentional. Mm -hmm. Like this was a, in my opinion, it was a, a uh, fairly mean-spirited thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, they bought the, the rights to these comics or to these superheroes and then went... Look, we're gonna critique superheroes with the ones that you created. Mm. Um, very interesting, but it that's also where it's kind of it's it's like maybe have more. Uh, I don't know. Alan Moore's response. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of how he's responded to how things have been done. Even if I'm not a fan of them, like I will. I will. I will complain about the Watchmen movies. I will complain about Schneider. I will fight him. <laughs> uh but I still, still, I'm like, Alan Moore, you got to chill, dude. You got to chill, dog. Yeah, it's, it's a little much. hypocritical. Yeah, you especially kind of, after yeah. you bought someone else's work and then that they it. put a lot of yeah. effort into. <laughs> and you did it. Well, he didn't specifically buy it. But then the use that you had for it was to dunk on those people and their work. is kind of like, come on. You yeah. can't complain about other people using your work. <laughs> yeah. No. That's interesting. Comic politics. Bum, bum, Comic uh. politics. Oh, there's so much. Okay, who we got, Dave? Who we got? I'm ready. The comedian. La comedian. La comedian. You've got the guy, the guy. He, I think they portray him where, where they try to say he's got one of the better, the best views of the world because there's a lot of superheroes toward the end that look back and they're like, he was a dirt bag, but he knew what was going on or something mm -hmm. like that. And I do have to say, it's interesting that the, the comedian who like, they showed that he goes to Vietnam. He's not a good guy. Like he in pregnant, like he, he has a, a kid with someone from there and then just leaves her. I think he also, doesn't he kill her? He, he killed a ton. He, so the, I don't remember if he killed her specifically, but the, the main thing that stands out to me is when he's using the flamethrower mm -hmm. and he's laughing while he's yeah. lighting people on fire. And it's like disturbing. It's, it's a very uncomfortable mm -hmm. panel and portrayal that they gave of the comedian there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also like our vehicle for seeing like how even the golden age of superheroes had 
really bad parts to it or really bad there there's there's bad people through the whole mm-hmm. thing um that and and he's the catalyst for like the murder like he's the murderer in the beginning that starts the ball rolling into the whole story and you find out that he is the one that kind of unraveled what was happening um like he investigated what the the billionaire guy was trying to do and I don't know what he wrestles because he, you see him throughout the story then that he like gets drunk and is like not sure what to do about what he knows and doesn't feel like he can stop it. I can't tell if he's worried about the end of war and like things getting better or if he's actually worried about like the loss of life and things that it's going to take to get there. Ooh, that's an uh, that's a really interesting take, Dave. Because they they talk about some of that, and and they and they say like the comedian was was on to me. I had to take him out. Um, mm-hmm. Ironic that the guy who did all this stuff was like thrown for a loop by this, but mm-hmm. they they talk about it being like he saw that that like it it's the billionaire guy pontificating the whole thing at the end and so like i don't know if he gets that right of like what the comedian was thinking but yeah i don't know what do you think yeah that's a that's a really interesting i had not thought of it like that um man i guess i gotta read it again uh no i had um i like that yeah i had always read it as you know this guy who we go he is not a good guy. He does evil things. Still has a... He still has something leading his compass. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I also really like the interpretation of like... Yeah, this whole idea of unity. And, and a common enemy that is... That is untangible, uh, of of peace potentially, being something that would make him distraught because that's that's his life mm-hmm. is is war is violence, and yeah. and is always escalated. It's gone from from fighting petty crime to fighting these large wars to I think. It, his cynicism, I think he thought World War Three was coming and he was ready for it type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Clear yeah, yeah, I do agree. He definitely thought World War Three was coming. I think I think most people did, but I think he, like you said, he was almost like let's go then. Mm-hmm. That's pro- that's the vibe I would think too, is that he's he's saying, Okay, I'm I'll be back at it finally mm-hmm. in that thing. Um But yeah, it it is interesting, you know, that's the character that wouldn't shut up. That's the one that was going to ruin the plan. So he's the one they had to kill first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which, there's a plot point about not shutting up and who spills the beans. Mm-hmm. And we should get to that too at some point because that's really, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I guess I, just a quick thing because it, it paints into that. Like, so 
a hero has been murdered. You track it with the different characters trying to unravel what's going on. You look through Rorschach's lens where he's the one that's like, there's a conspiracy. And like toward the end, you find out there was a conspiracy. It's not some shadow agency. It's another hero. And he has a plan to unite the world by like staging a mass attack with an alien being that he created and basically pushing the dominoes over to like bring about world peace. And yeah. So it's just, you're, I, I just, I think that paints a little bit more of like what these characters, like where they're heading and why they're doing what they're doing. Um, So the comedian knew, oh, this guy is going to unleash hell mm -hmm. on Earth somehow. And it will, tons and tons of innocent people will die. Uh, Only it's fake. Like he knows, like, this is a fake thing that's going to happen. It's not real. It's not a real war. It's not a real monster. Whatever he does is not real. Uh, And that's what he wouldn't shut up about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I blanked for a second. <laughs> I think we do <laughs> Asmandius, Dr. Manhattan, Rorschach. I love it. Okay, Osmandius. Yes. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, so Ozzy Osbourne, not Osmandius. Different people. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, you heard agree it. To first. Do, agree to disagree. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, and I'll tell you the, why. <laughs> he's the smartest man in the world. Mm-hmm. He's he's dummy rich. He is stupid mm-hmm. rich, uh, and he's got a plan. And the plan goes something like, "Hey, right now, our country thinks other countries are a threat, and other countries think other countries are a threat, and." We're all preparing to to knock each other out if we have to. It's it's uh, it's escalating quickly. And he goes, "Well, here's the solution: we get we create a common enemy." Um, so he he gets a a interdimensional being, space being, interdimensional monster, and his plan is to drop it in. Uh, New York City, kill millions of people, and then let it do its thing, and then convince the world that, hey, these things will attack again. That was one picture. Picture what a hundred will look like. Picture what a thousand will look like. Um, so that's that's his big plan. Um, and the comic, uh, it, it all leads up to um, Rorschach and the gang, uh, discovering that oh this is it's Ozymandias behind the curtain and they confront him and that's when he he anal, you know he does his dialogue he he reveals everything and his his motives and plans but he is very hey the ends justify the means uh we can do, we can do this we can make this bad thing happen mm-hmm. because good will come from it yeah um yeah very fun character mm-hmm and, and I think the most one-dimensional character of every character, though. That, you're very right, because they don't follow him very much throughout the story. Mm-hmm. You see him a little bit in some of the 
quick clips because like they, they paint him as the guy who sold out. Like he's he's releasing action figures of the the superheroes. Yep. He's the one doing like press conferences and stuff, and like he's the the face of herodom right now. Yep. Um. But yeah, he, I don't know. He's the I don't like him <laughs> as a as yeah. a person, and and yep. it's more just like there's something about that. I have the brains and power, so that gives me the right. <laughs> yep, it's very annoying because mm-hmm. he has like. I mean, it's funny because he did pull off all that stuff. He did it, but he's yep. got such delusions of grandeur. Like, I am, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy, uh, like, Marcus Aurelius is coming to mind, but that's not who it is. It's uh, one of the Greek heroes he keeps saying and referencing oh. that he wants to be like yep. that guy. Yeah. He's, yep. he's like, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. He compares himself to Greek gods. He says he is. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So, does all this stuff. Ends up killing the scientists and things, the people that have pulled this off with him. And, like, he ties up all the loose ends, apparently. And then, it's funny because it, he does try to kill dr manhattan because dr manhattan's trying to stop him but oddly enough just lets those heroes live because he knows that they'll be quiet about it too i don't know i'm just Um, sorting through him because he ties up all the loose ends except for the the hero gang yeah which um so wait does he kill? He doesn't kill Doctor Manhattan. Does he? he tries to. He so when Doctor Manhattan's kind of coming after him, he eviscerates him. But Doctor Manhattan's like, put myself back together is the first thing I learned. Y- yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. 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 But Doctor Manhattan, he he monologues to Doctor Manhattan, mm-hmm. and Doctor Manhattan is basically like converted. Mm-hmm. No, it's... He's basically like... He's like, it's too late. Yeah. I need to get into Manhattan, too. Because he... It's funny, because he is super one-dimensional, but everything around him and who he is is, like, mind-blowing, intricate, and, like... <laughs> funny. Um. Uh, but, yeah, okay. Osmandius kind of full of himself a little bit just a little bit yes um very yes (laughs) (laughs) uh he's the one that's been pulling the strings behind the behind the curtain he's the one who's been like offing some superheroes that are getting close to the truth getting people out of the way so that he can pull this off um he pulls strings to get uh oh my word my stomach growled uh, to get like Manhattan out of the way, and yep. So it it's interesting because it just brings all those questions of like, do the ends justify the means, and who who is truly good and who isn't, and 
Yeah. So one thought I've I've had about this is I I think I would have been more. I think it would have been more compelling if um, instead of Ozymandias being like, oh, war is impending and nukes are going to fly and everyone's going to die, so we have to do this thing. If instead it went, a war is already happening, it's escalating to X point, Mm -hmm. and we have to do this, or we know something, so we have to do this. Um, I just feel like it would have been more compelling mm-hmm. if the the flip of the coin, like the alternative to whatever he was going to do, had already progressed along somewhat. Um, but I understand it also wouldn't have had the same, like, he is clearly ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. Like, this has not happened. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, I think it would have been a more, for me to look at him and be mm-hmm. like, Maybe you got a point. I, I think I would have had to see them progress along very differently. But I like the I like the choice they had. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I, that's an interesting take. I think I think you're right because I think that would have been a more interesting question then. But I was thinking through, like, someone I was born in 1991, so literally at the end of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to have someone's take of like what the what it felt like to be in that time because people felt like it was it was on the cusp yeah so I don't know but I, I agree because it still feels like he's scared of like what the future is and he's he's so sure this is going to happen if people aren't going to like change this thing and yep. especially like coming at it from our perspective where it didn't happen it it's harder to to say like this was justified <laughs> yeah yeah so. agreed and Osmandius, the guy with the cat liger, tiger biger. <laughs> yes. Who he kills for no reason. Yep. What a nerd. Yep. <laughs> I can't help reading it now and being like, he's Elon Musk in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. He's a, he's a smart, Elon Musk is too dumb for that. He's a smart Elon <laughs> Musk in 10 years. <laughs> I, it, I did find it ironic he holds himself that highly but so like after it all happens he goes like happily up and he's like i'm gonna go meditate for a while you guys do your thing and manhattan comes and follows him and he's like meditating and thinking through everything and then he's like but manhattan did i do the right thing because he's like the only guy that he respects yep (laughs) and Manhattan's like eh you never know (laughs) or like i how he puts it he puts it like you're never done. It's like you're never finished or something like that. Um, yep. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. But. It is. All right. Okay, who we got next? The man. The Manhattan. The Manhattan. So, this guy is pretty interesting. Because he's the only actual superhero. And you find out he was a nuclear scientist, or at least a scientist working on 
Yeah. High tech stuff. Yeah. Gets He's a scientist. Gets fried by Zap. by something. Um and it takes him like a few years, but he like sell or uh, like atom by atom puts himself back together. Uh with a new look. He's blue. Mm-hmm. Blue and naked. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Uh, but you, you walk through some of his life cause as you steadily get to know him more, he's like, he's becoming more detached from humanity and you figure out why is because on the one hand, he somehow can like visually see things down to an atomic level and also have like the, the big picture of planets, stars, he can travel anywhere. He doesn't need to breathe or he can make his own. He can just make anything, right? Yep. Um, and you kind of find out that he's somehow living time all at once, right? Basically? Yeah. Yep. So you kind of watch his cycle where he's like he's living going through his first relationship and it turning sour and going through his next relationship as well as all of the things in the future and things happening, but also sort of clouded on some of what's happening, like doesn't have the complete picture in that moment. So he's like, I don't know, someone living outside of time. And that, that makes him just a really interesting character on its own. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because he feels like he's just on rails through the whole whole time of it, and yep. he kind of is based on being manipulated by Osmandius and stuff. Because Osmandius, um, like the guy's already detached, he pushes him over the edge by saying like people that have been around him have gotten cancer. He tricks him into thinking that the only connections he's had to the world, he's been poisoning himself. (laughs) Um, So he leaves, goes to Mars, makes a a random city tower. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's interesting because he goes where he feels like he's, he has to be going. Like he goes back to earth to get her because he said, we have a conversation on Mars in like five minutes that changes something. It convinces me to be a better guy and he can't just internalize that and be like, Oh, I already know that. So I could be the good omniscient guy now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm just going to kind of be a turd (laughs) because I don't get how to process any of this. Um, cause he basically makes Lori go through that whole realization of, her mom and uh, the comedian, like yep. her comedian, the comedian being her dad, going through all of that, and he's like, "Oh, can't you see that the turmoil and things you've gone through, and like how the person that I love came out of all this weirdness? You've made in- humanity interesting to me again. I'm now willing to take part." <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. I don't know. He's he's really cool, really interesting. Yep. What do you think? Uh, 
he's a jerk really interesting fun character <laughs> i sorry i sorry i the there's a scene really early where he's with uh lori and he knows that she's getting bored or whatever so they're trying to be intimate and he's like he makes two of himself yeah. While one of himself is still working on, like, science stuff in another room. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this might be exciting to you. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. So I think, okay, it's funny because he's, like, the outside. Like, he's he's supposed to be so everything. So powerful, mm-hmm. so smart, so whatever. And then you watch as other characters stick to their guns and other characters have a driving motivation and he's just like woo i don't know what's going on with his his motivation like mm-hmm. like you mentioned he 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 starts he's a scientist he's like i'm going to help humanity bang thing happens he's completely changed yada yada he's like kind of there still and then he's like no humans are stupid this is dumb i don't fit with them bye goes to mars by himself siloed whatever uh and then he's like, oh, actually, uh, you talk to me, yada, yada. I think you're interesting. Maybe I'll help humanity. Comes back. Oh, I'm going to help humanity. Wait. We don't want to do it in the way that that Ozymandias is doing it. But do we? Maybe? Question mark. The, everything's revealed, yada, yada. And he finds out. We're going to talk about Rorschach in a, se- in a second. Rorschach is basically like, I will tell the entire world. Everyone will know about this. Everyone will, will know this is fake. And the thing that you set up to cause world peace is not real. Even if that means we go back to where we were, everyone will know. And he goes, well, that's not the answer. Bang. Right? And we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. He has this weird, this is what I am. This is what I am. Now I'm over here. Now I'm over here. It's it's not a consistent like flow of thought. And you'd think Mm -hmm. of everyone, the person that's living in the past, present, and the future, the person that can do all these things, that he would be the person, the person that's removed from being human anymore. Mm -hmm. You would think he's the one that stays more consistent. And I don't think he does. Um, I think he's more inconsistent and and volatile Mm -hmm. than than other people. and it stands out when you're looking at Ozymandias and Rorschach, who are so committed to what they believe. They might have doubts or questions, but they make a decision and they're like, this, that's what I've worked toward. That's what it is. Ozymandias in the sense of we're doing this horrible thing. It's going to happen. And then we will create world peace. And Rorschach in the sense of no. Uh, we will do the, stick to your we principles will have, and justice and yeah yeah um which is ironic because some of the things he does are not cool mm-hmm. they are creepy woof but <laughs> he has these justifications behind them he 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 is more like it's the utility of what what this action is you know mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> So, very complicated mm-hmm. character. Dr. Manhattan is interesting, complicated character. Uh, I, I think some of the imagery they have around him is part of what makes uh, Watchmen so um, 
fresh because he he looked new. Mm-hmm. It, it, that is a bizarre, even now if a comic came out now with a seven foot tall blue man with his schlong hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's super different, very <laughs> weird. Uh, and they just leaned into it. They gave him so much time to flesh out his thoughts and and what he was doing. Um, yeah. And, and interesting, like you were saying how he kind of flip-flops like that. And because even in his relationships and stuff, it's... He's he's almost I don't know, like he's almost determinist in some ways because mm-hmm. he doesn't like dislike the first lady he's with. It's just things start to go sour, and he sees that in the future he's with this other girl, so he just starts making those decisions. It's it just he is I don't know, like you said he's interesting that he has almost the omnipotence omnipotence but almost never makes a choice until that yeah. very end thing yep yeah he's just a passive observer at what his life is doing and the only thing and, he pro- pours himself into is his work really and until <clears throat> that end thing which i'm sure we'll mention in mm-hmm. two seconds he doesn't really make decisions Mm-mm. except for like you're saying it's it's almost like he goes well, I know this happens. I don't know why, but I know it happens, so I'll make it happen. Yeah. So there's never a why. Mm-mm. It just happens mm-hmm. because he goes, I know it's supposed to happen or it does happen, so now I'll decide it happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Which, okay, let me just highlight mm-hmm. here also. Comic books. Uh, it, it, it was... It is such an incredible incredible thing in this genre to do something that or in this medium, sorry, of of comic books, to do something that is so genre mashing. We have romance, we have horror, we have crime, we have mystery, we have comedy, mm-hmm. we have a pirate story, we have an investigative like FBI story. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things that they tried to do in this. And I mentioned that with Dr. Manhattan because the the entire comic book is like until the last 15 pages. It is anchored to a reality that we are familiar with. It's like the superheroes don't have powers, yada, yada. Uh, the world we're in is an alternative history to now. We know what happened not long before the comic when, when things started to divert we, like we know this world is one that we could live in with our the same lives we had right mm-hmm. except for dr manhattan where it's like actually this is sci-fi mm-hmm. like, and it's just like oh by the way he is all sci-fi like yeah. this is a science fiction character mm-hmm. in a grounded story which yep. is crazy that they could do that yep and, yeah, and, and the Rorschach, you've got this thriller, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah, it's great. <laughs> and then his ending's funny because he, he gives that little thing to Osmandius, but he's like, ah, I may, I'm going to go to another galaxy that's a little less complicated. I may make my own life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just the offhand, I'm a god type of thing. I don't know. It was yep. funny. But very interesting. And yeah, the duality of 
simplicity, but hyper complicated. <laughs> yep. And now I think the most interesting. Is it Rorschach time? Yeah, the most interesting and most Let's fun. Let's do it. Rorschach. And. Was he your favorite character? Yes. Good. Yes. Because <laughs> you. He's he's very interesting. Like you 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 see him in the beginning where he's he's the vigilante private eye solving crime on his own. Everyone else has given up, and he's like inner monologuing to himself in his journals. Um, yeah, very interesting. He wears an ink blot as as a a face, and it's cool because you you gradually get to see more and more about him where you, you see like, Oh, he's posing as a homeless guy when he's not, you know, Rorschaching, but you start to be like, realize, Oh, is he though? Is he homeless and crazy? (laughs) (laughs) And, but he like, he knows that about himself that he knows that he's, he's not selling out for the money. He's not living, the life he could have because he, he sees the other people that are doing fine because he's still committed to this justice and stuff like that. Um, so they tow a line where he is, you, cause eventually he gets captured. Um, oh, I, man, there's too much to talk about. He, he's all about the justice and that his, his morals are the right ones, or at least he's going to keep going with it. So like he goes, he's, Yep. He's a very, like, as far as his morals, he's a very, like, there is right, there is wrong. And I, he, he's convinced that if he is seeking what's right, he'll know it. Mm -hmm. Like he, it's, it's like the sniff test for him. Yeah. And that's like his entire personality that they paint is, I know what's right and Mm -hmm. I know what stinks. Yep. And I'm going to avoid what stinks and go toward what's right. Yep. And and willing to like to track down clues and stuff, he'll go break people's arms, beat him up, cut him, cut a finger off or two if he views you as a bad enough person that he needs to get information out of. But all his own litmus test, his own his own Rorschach. To what does he see in in the world? Um, but you you get to get even a deeper picture because he gets captured. Uh, framed for a murder of a of an old um, villain, framed by Osmandius, um, and you get to peer into him through the lens of a psychiatrist that comes to see him. Um, and at first, it's <laughs> Rorschach's play in the game. He's, I see this normal thing in the because they actually do ink blots. Mm-hmm. Which is funny and ironic. Um, Love it. But they 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 show reference that when he sees what he actually sees in these pictures is like, oh, he sees a dog's head split open. He sees his mom and a guy doing it because his mom was a prostitute. Uh, and just all these other things that you're like, oh, his life has been horrible. And yep. he might actually be crazy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> gradually the psychiatrist gets him to open up 
and it blows the psychiatrist's mind because he's like, wait, this guy is clearly like demented in some ways, but maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe his way of going about like what's right and wrong and stuff is correct or something. But yeah. And just our view into this as like the guy that's doggedly trying to track down what's happening. Um, but just so interesting that his, he, he, cause he's kind of split personality, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you would even call that. Yeah, he, it's so, yeah, he's, I don't know. He definitely views Rorschach as something else. Like, yeah, it's it, like a persona or like, yeah. but I feel like, I feel like they imply that he almost has control over like when he's who he mm-hmm. is, which I don't. So half of me is like, I don't know if, if they're trying to say it's like an act or, or like he's doing it only for himself or if he has like multiple personalities and Rorschach is like one of them. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know either. I know yeah. he, he screams like, don't take my face away when he takes yeah. the, the, when they take the mask off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way he talks, he kind of views at least that as when he's got the mask on, he's at this level of what he's doing, good, bad, right, wrong. And yep. I, I didn't, I don't remember if, does he do bad things when he has the mask off? Uh, he does, he does bad things to bad people. So his landlord accused him of like sexual assault or something. And he said that she lied, but we don't really, I don't know if we know if when he had his mask off, he was still like participate. I don't know. if he was doing bad things, but like views that as a sectioned off part of his life is what I'm thinking. Um, but I do think, okay. So Rorschach, the yes. dog, the dog, what, uh, what a crazy part of the story. Oh yeah. So Rorschach finds this guy, horrible guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, <laughs> Sexually assaulting, raping kid, killing uh, them, killing them, uh, and Rorschach is he, he's like this dude isn't he did he didn't get justice mm-hmm. right uh, the the court system wasn't enough and that's part of his thing is like people go to jail and they get back out and they do the same thing again so he's like that's not good that doesn't meet his test of good right wrong mm-hmm. so he's like cool. I'll do the right thing. I'll do the thing that that the court couldn't do that nobody else could do. And he breaks into this dude's house. And the first thing he does is brutally murder this guy's dog. Mm -hmm. So that when the guy comes back to his house, he sees his dog dead. Mm -hmm. Like graphically killed. Uh, And it's like this... Even while you're alive, even before Rorschach can do the thing that he came here to do, which is kill this guy. He's like, even killing him wasn't enough of a punishment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make him suffer for the last few seconds he has. Yep. So dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, to me, that is the definitive story of Rorschach. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one, one thing I'm not a huge fan of with these comics, and especially with the before Watchmen comics, which, like I said, were not written by Alan Moore. They were written by other people. Mm-hmm. But something I think those comics do that I really dislike and I think is very problematic is it, it tells a story and goes, look, we can explain that because trauma decisions Mm. um and they basically go if you have childhood trauma then you'll make weird decisions Mm. and i think that's super problematic and weird i i don't have an entire objection to it with rorschach the the childhood trauma they portray in the comics is an interesting story beat to him um but i don't like that uh and because I've read reviews, I've read what other people said about Watchmen. There are a lot of people that go, "Oh, look it! It's it's childhood." Tra-. It's like, no, no, no. That's not the point. Mm-mm. The point is his gauge of right wrong goes. This guy is so in the wrong that I will do something, not just kill him evil. I will kill his dog. I will break into his house. If somebody shows up, they're probably gonna die because they're a witness. Like I will kill this guy. Because that it, he does not deserve to live, and in fact, he deserves to suffer, mm-hmm. even if it means I'm killing a dog while he's here. He just doesn't value the dog. But then, you know, the final conclusion of this decision might save the world. This decision might bring world peace. I'm getting back in focus. <laughs> this decision might make world peace. Rorschach can't. right yeah and it's like i think it's the it's the person if the person is bad if the person has wronged him that's his okay actions being taken but if the person is wholesome if the person's innocent if the person's good um yeah but he sticks by it he's so rigid in his Mm -hmm. once i've decided this is right it's right once i've decided it's the thing to do it's the thing to do I it, it, I th- I also like agree that I think it's problematic to throw it just at the childhood stuff because he went through like a really rough childhood, but it it and he, I mean he became a superhero or whatever and like was fighting crime and probably rough around the edges, but it wasn't till he met what you could probably call as one of the most evil of all evil things to put him over that edge and yeah. Yeah, but like, such an interesting character. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Which and his character mm-hmm. is like the uh, the ending that we get, which I love, is only because of his character. They use his character as a catalyst mm-hmm. to give us this like grand question and this open ended story, but. It the part of the conclusion, Ozymandias is like, hey, here's the deal, here's what's happening. We're dropping this creature. It's gonna New York's gonna be destroyed. Millions of people are gonna die. It's too late. Get wrecked, nerds. Mm-hmm. And and Rorschach is like, I will tell everyone what you did. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And they're basically like, wait, but if it's already happened, if it's already too late, it's already in motion, why? Right? Mm-hmm. At least we'll have world peace, even if the bad thing did happen. And the the thing that he goes, this is right. This is my right. He goes, but you still did something that was so evil. 
You are the person who did it. People need to know. People deserve to know. So I will tell them, even if it means not all world this. peace. Even yeah. if it means millions of more people will die. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is such a fun. And then, so basically what happens then is Dr. Manhattan goes, no, we can't let that happen. And he he explodes Rorschach mm-hmm. in the snow. It is beautiful. Dave saw it in black and white. It is a a dark red splattered across the the on the illustration, and of course, it looks like a Rorschach test. Mm. It's such a good conclusion to the <laughs> to the guy that he would go down swinging, just streaming tears, saying he's going to tell the world he he is so committed to what he believes mm-hmm. in a similar way to even though Ozymandias uh, had questions, even though Ozymandias. Uh, Ozymandias also was willing to make really, really hard decisions uh, that would hurt people mm-hmm. in the same way that Rorschach is willing to make really, really hard decisions that would hurt people. Um, such a cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that Dr. Manhattan is the person that killed him is like the craziest flip to me of like, that's not the guy I thought would do that. Mm-mm. No, it's, it, yeah. And why did Ozymandias uh, let him go? is interesting mm-hmm. but um but yeah and then and then at the very end we we see that he sent his entire journal of what happened to like a newspaper and yep. and they're like reaching for it right at the end so you don't know what's gonna happen is there world peace or is it gonna like get thrown out the window or yeah yeah I sure would hate if they continued the story on in a TV show or a a follow up series called uh, uh, Doomsday Clock, where because it's why that's the thing. It is such it is the like one of my favorite open ended Mm -hmm. stories that goes. You as the reader get to decide or not you can you can be like the story ends there my mind goes no further i'm done that that is a that is a full story i'm done or you can you can think about because they painted such a cool world that was close enough to our world to go i think i can draw i can make inferences based on what i know about this world but i know enough about the fictional world and this is what's so crazy good i know enough about the fictional world of Watchmen to go. I think I can parse out what would happen if it's released, and I think I can parse out what would happen if it's not. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. But that's so the whole the the story, right? That the narration that we've learned through a lot of the story, we learned that's you know this is a part of the writing. That's that's what the writing is, mm-hmm. and it's like that's why I leave this to you. You know, it's it's this great handoff of. What's going to happen next? The story's out there if it should be, um, if it can be, mm-hmm. if this journalist is going to publish it. Um, yeah. It was cool. I, As much as at times the whole story was off-putting because it's intense, yeah. masterful from the start to the end. <laughs> yep. And such an interesting, I don't know. So many questions raised, like you said. Did they actually come out with an after series and they... Okay. 
I don't want to yeah, know. They did, don't uh, tell me. No. <laughs> I won't tell you the plots, but they did a story called Doomsday Clock, which I read the first three issues of and hated. So here's all you need to know to know you won't. It, it's not a good fit to follow up Watchmen. It's a superhero crossover. Like other superheroes come into the story? Like Superman and Batman. Yeah, no. Uh, and then there's a TV show. Um, TV show, HBO. I think two seasons now. Hmm. Um, I have not watched any of the TV show. Mainly, honestly, <laughs> the, the reason I didn't watch the TV show is because I, I read part of a review... And I learned that the character that is Silk Scepter, Mm -hmm. she, in this show, changes her name to be the last name of the comedian. And I was like, I don't feel like the character I knew in Watchmen Mm -hmm. would do that. I don't either. I could be wrong. But I feel like that's not a legacy. Even with her mom being like, it's complicated. She knew, very clearly in the comic, she knew of what the comedian had tried to do, not only to her mom, but to other people. Mm -hmm. And that was so far removed from something that I think that character would want in her like living legacy. You know? Because, so, there's, there's story things that could be like if if she showed things of like like people who don't have fathers or parents there's there's tendencies to get attached to the idea of things like that so like there's there's story beats that could make something like that make some sense but like you said she she didn't really show any of that in in the story we saw she Yep. It didn't really rebel against her mom and other than her mom kind of being a nag and her questioning like did I do my whole life just because of what my mom pushed me to do? She didn't hate her mom and she liked her mom. Yeah. Yeah. And hated the the comedian knowing what he did and went through that kind of traumatic realization of who he was and how things are complicated but i don't think ever like forgave him or wanted to be associated with him yep yeah i do agree so that's i i mean the character that i met in watchmen is a character that's like constantly in conflict with why am i here what am i doing am i doing it for me am i doing it for others Mm -hmm. and then to, to have that character make a decision that goes i'm changing my name to someone else's name to a legacy that isn't something that is one of the only pillars of that character is that she has detested that. Yeah. And I understand it's complicated with that being your dad, but I feel like that's not what that character would have done. So I was like, okay, I literally, I, I, I know pretty much nothing about the plot, but I was like, I learned that. And I was like, I think that's all I need to know to know the characters that I feel like I know and I enjoy when I read Watchmen, I don't want to revisit them anymore. I did that with before Watchmen for some of them, and I didn't enjoy experiencing that. 
and I didn't enjoy the few episodes I've read of uh, Doomsday Clock. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to cap it. I'm done. I have the characters in Watchmen. I can revisit that as much as I want. I think that's yeah. fair. Okay, so <laughs> wine, the wine bottle, the perfume bottle. Perfume uh, bottle. Yeah, do you remember uh, Silk Scepter? She drops the perfume perfume bottle when she learns about um, uh, the comedian, that whole thing, and it like spirals to the ground. I remember crashes. that, and then doesn't she dump? So she she drops a snow globe too that it, there's oh kind it's of... a snow globe oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm thinking the perfume bottle is on the cover of one of those comics gotcha yes but she drops the snow globe psh, and it breaks yeah yeah okay okay so snow globe uh, which first of all okay Watchmen how cool you didn't probably see the covers because you read it you, I think I you did. read an entire okay the covers don't depict action they they depict uh they depict set pieces almost like it it's ah uh, it's so crazy it's so good oh yes i saw these yeah okay like the picture in the sand on mars stuff like that yeah yeah yep so out of Those pictures in the sand on mars what would you give watchmen ooh I think I may have overhyped it, but I still I stand by what I said. It's hard. It's it's a really hard one to put down because a, a really hard number to give, I guess to say. Because, like I've t- said in the past, like things that are are hard and like make me squeam not squeamish, but like i get affected a lot by the things i read or watch and if they're dark and gritty and stuff like that it takes me to a a hard place sometimes and Mm -hmm. it's it's like i i enjoyed a lot of this but there's like parts of it that i just i didn't enjoy because it was that way but it's like it's worth doing because you especially when you come out and process something like this and actually talk about it it's so much cooler because like if i just read it on my own i'd probably give like a like a five or six because it's cool Mm -hmm. but i think talking it out seeing how like sorry talking it out and also seeing like the story the whole way through and like looking back through it it's like, yeah, I do think I want to read this again. I I enjoyed it, and all of the thoughts, questions, characters, and things you see, that I'd probably give it like an eight or nine now. And in, I think it can be a very fun read at times, and a, and a very interesting one, but not easy. So I can agree with that. I think I think. Sad pictures in the sand of Mars is a is a good thought. Either that or or uh, blood stained smiley face buttons. <laughs> oh yeah, that's I should have gone with no, that. No 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 no. No, you're right though. Okay, so what are you giving it officially? <sighs> nine. I'll give it a nine. Okay. Well, good news. I'm also giving it a 
Nine pictures in the sand on Mars out of ten pictures in the sand on Mars. Uh, I think it is one of the pinnacle uh, pieces of, of comic book storytelling. I think they did things that uh, are still continue to be a massive influence on comics today. I, I, I uh, two weeks ago, I revisited Sandman Overture, mm-hmm. which is a great, it's a very fun, very fun comic. Man, the, the color work in Sandman <laughs> Overture is so clearly, at least in my opinion, it is like, whether they intended it or not, there are so many draws to Watchmen there. Um, I just can't get over the impact that Watchmen has had in writing, in art, in style, in color, in <laughs> themes that happen now in comics. Um, I think Watchmen really paved the way. I think it was willing to uh, take a look at comic books uh, and superhero tropes um, in a way that opened the door for other people to approach uh, tropes and superheroes in a in a way that is not always friendly. Or, it, it came out you know, of nowhere, kind of right? Puts them up to the light. Yeah, it was pretty. Which, it was pretty which mellow in a lot of comic books at that point in time. Blows my mind because you have something this close to perfect. I would say it's pretty close for what it's trying to do and everything else. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't usually happen. Usually it's it's failed attempts first or mixed success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I love it. Worth a read. I love it a lot. One of my favorites. Definitely worth a read. Yeah. Uh, next comic book though will be, it will be lighter. Okay. It will be more more easygoing. I I when I was on the planes over the holidays so much, I reread uh, Saga. Did I mention I was reading Saga again in the last one? I don't know. I don't remember. How how about we? Well, so this has been a really long episode. Oh, it has. Let's let's say like thanks for watching we're gonna we're gonna like give it a old the old sign off but we're gonna release something smaller quick just saying like what we've been reading what we did over the holidays something quick if you want to does that work i'd like that yeah let's do that all right well okay so that's watchmen that's watchmen worth it good i love it lost for words that's me But yeah, uh, thanks for watching Superhero Shonen Punch. We'll be continuing to release stuff. I'll eventually get all this stuff edited and actually out. Um, but yeah, let us know if there's things you want us to read, if you want us to watch something. I may make Josh watch an anime next, just to mix it up. I would up. like that. Um, oh, he would. He loves it. Uh, but yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm your first puncher, Josh. I'm your other puncher, Dave. I punch with both hands, so I'm also the third puncher. Get out of here, nerds. (laughs) That's cheating. Goodbye. (laughs)